Pies. Nicole, welcome to Sports ASA. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here. First off the bat, the dates have been announced. What are those dates? Uh, The dates are 26th, 27th and 28th of April 2024. So essentially the day after Anzac Day. That's uh, exciting for, I mean, everyone in Adelaide, but um, even around the country, we saw such a good attendance uh, last year in the inaugural season. What's the expectations, Nicole, for next year uh, in comparison to year one? Look, we're excited to be welcoming Live Golf back to the Grange. It's fantastic for our state and our economy. Um We had 77,000 people last year, so we're hoping to increase the number of spectators in 2024. Um, We had wonderful support from our members and our volunteers, so hopefully we'll have around 700 volunteers again next year. Um, Being being the day after Anzac Day, people might want to make a long weekend of it and have have, uh, the Friday off and come to the golf, so it's uh, also provides an opportunity for a four-day potential long weekend and you know people can travel from interstate uh, 41 percent of the people that came last year were from outside south australia so once again fantastic for our economy yeah it really is fantastic for the economy the amount of expenditure that come in was huge uh, the other one that I saw was it's been named the world's best golf event by the World Golf Awards. And I think a big reason for that is the party atmosphere. So, Nicole, I'm going to go straight to it. There was a party hole last year. Are we expected to see one or potentially more party holes this year? Well, I can definitely guarantee that we'll be having one par- definitely one party hole. I'm not sure about a second one that's still in the planning. Um but possibly increased capacity at that party hole um, simply because it was a phenomenal experience to be there and to have a hole in one, you just, you know, to hold the event uh, and the way that it was embraced by the public and the golfing public as well. Um, But when we had a hole in one, that just really put the icing on the cake and that took it international. Um, you know, you have events around the world that are fantastic sporting events, but, you know, I think a girlfriend of mine was in India and within four minutes of having a hole-in-one hole at Grange, she was on the phone saying, that is fantastic, I've just seen it on television. Oh, it was incredible. I was there. I wasn't at the party hole, but I was on the course, and you could hear the eruption and the noise. And uh, it was the amount of people I spoke to that said, we've got to get along to the party hole next year. So, Bonds, we might have to see if we can get a ticket to the party hole for the second edition uh, of Live Golf in Adelaide. Um, Nicole, just on that, the music entertainment, does that start now in terms of looking at who potentially we might be able to bring to Adelaide as well? I'm sure um, there's probably talks already occurring. We had great, uh, great concerts last year. We had DJ Fisher. We had Birds of Tokyo. So they're going to be hard to top, but, you know, just the whole party atmosphere and the music. It means that golf is actually cool. <laughs> you know, golf has traditionally been very, you know, staid and, and uh, well, traditional. But, you know, to see young people embracing it, the music you know it's it's just a take golf to a new level Nicole I just want to ask you about 
the party hole. Obviously, it's not big enough. Uh, is there any way you can make it bigger, like for put put in a big stand or just go up higher, maybe have three-story, four-story uh, corporate areas? Or, or do you think it's just happy the way you are and just uh, make it a bit of a special area? Look, it was a great area in 2023. Um, I'm sure that they're already starting to look at bigger and better for 2024. Um, But you also have to make sure that it's special and it's something that everyone wants to be at. Um, Look, if we can fit more people in, I'm sure we will. I just want to ask you about what you learnt from the first event because obviously there are learning things. It's the first time you've held an event at Grange for a long time. So what did you take away and go, yeah, look, this we did really well, this we probably could do better? Um, look, we were pretty happy with the way that the tournament um, was conducted. There are a few things we um, had infrastructure in some areas earlier than we probably needed it. Um, and we want to make it uh, easier for um, spectators to actually access the course. There's always learnings in relation to, you know, food, toilets, rubbish bins, all of the general operational things, Um, but a lot of those things are quite easy to fix and address. Um, To be perfectly honest, uh, we had six months to plan 2023, we had no idea how big it was going to be uh, and the expectation from how many people would attend. Um, and it was bigger than we ever imagined. Um, so just on a scale of learning what, what it's all about, um, that's a learning in itself. Oh, without a doubt it is. Now, on to the Grange Golf Club. You would have got added exposure from the Live Golf event and potentially more members sign up as well. How has the numbers looked post that event? Um, we already have a four-year waiting list. Um, Might be 10 members. years now. <laughs> so, so um, look, you can't buy that level of exposure around the world. Um you know, it put it really put the Grange Golf Club on the map. We've held Women's Australian Opens previously, which was fantastic. Um, but this is this event is on the world, very much on the world stage, and that's publicity and marketing that you just can't buy. You know, we'll go to I'll go to a club, um, you know, overseas or you know even in Australia, and when you say I come from the Grange, they go, oh. You're from the club that hosted Liv. And, you know, that instant recognition is priceless. It is. It's rather incredible. And so I want to take you back to the start then and ask you how it came to Grange because surely every other golf club out there now is going, geez, we wish we went harder or bid harder or however you got the Live Golf event. How did it come about? Um, look, getting the Live Golf event was... Um, it was actually an initiative very much of our general manager, um, Barry Linky. Um, we have, of course, a relationship with the Greg Norman group because Greg Norman won his first tournament um, in Adelaide. He did. Uh, at the Grange in 1976. Um, and he'd also designed our East course. So we were looking for an event to hold in 2026, which is our centenary year. And we thought, you know, 
why not throw our hat in the ring? Uh, our general manager wrote to Greg Norman because we had that um, existing contact and said, essentially, if you're looking at bringing live golf to Australia, we would be interested in you know talking to you about hosting. Um, in August last year, the Greg Norman's representatives actually came to Grange. We did a pitch to them. We explained our 36-hole facility, how we'd structured um, infrastructure for the Women's Australian Open, what we could do you know, to help host a tournament. Um, and pretty much at the same time, um, the government was also talking to Greg Norman and the Live Group. Um, so we were both actually pitching Adelaide, South Australia, the Grange, and it beautifully all came together. We weren't expecting to get anything in 2023. Um, we were sort of expecting maybe a year or two on, but to actually be able, we took the risk, um, but to actually be the first in Australia to actually host a live golf uh, tournament and for it to be, you know, the world's best golf event and as, and as successful as it has been is just, you know, beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah, and there was some braveness with that as well. We shouldn't put that to one side. We, we are speaking with Grange President Nicole uh, Rantanen-Reynolds. Sorry, I got your name wrong the first time, so I wanted to correct that. <laughs> um, we, I want to ask you about the, the members and what's the feedback from the members been since the event and prior to the event. Did the members get behind it and um, are they looking forward to this next coming event? Look, the members got behind it. They were absolutely fantastic. They were excited. Um, none of us knew what we were getting. So it was a bit uh, a bit like building the plane as we were flying it um, in finding out uh, about ticketing, about events, about infrastructure. Um, we did a survey of our membership after the event and um, we had 86% of our membership absolutely loved the event. Um, we had 6% that are neutral and the other 6 or so percent were not quite so keen. A bit grumpy. But we kind of got to the stage <laughs> that, well, you know, we interrupted their golf. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> but we can't please or we held an international event. Yes. Um, no, look, look, 80, 86%. All yeah. other people. Sorry to cut you off. 86% is amazing, amazing uh, intake from the members. And I'm sure, like you said, m the majority of members are really happy with the event and probably excited uh, to come up with the, ne and, you know, the and next one. And excited for 2024 as well. Yeah. Without a doubt. Nicole, before we let you go, the turnaround then after the event uh, to get the course back to normal, back to in tip-top shape, taking all the grandstands down, how quick does that happen? Um, our members were playing on the course uh, two days after the event concluded. It's impressive. So it's important to sort of remember that we have, um, you know, three to 400 people uh, playing on our courses, our combined courses each day. We had a week where only 54 people were playing in total rather yes. than, you know, close to 900 rounds for the week. So our course actually got a wreck. <laughs> um, when, uh, it does. It sounds illogical, but our force actually got a rest from member ongoing member traffic. Um, 
we had some learnings. We'll do things a little differently. Um, we grew the rough probably a bit too long for our members' liking, um, but we'll do a little bit better next year. And, you know, actually our aim is to make it as um, smooth and least disruptive as possible for our membership. Nicole, it's been great chatting with you uh, quickly. Uh, tickets go on sale when, roundabouts? Yep. Um, the best thing to do is to register uh, via www.livegolf.com uh, and then you can get pre-release uh, to ground passes on the 5th of December. They go on sale to the public on the 6th of December and hospitality uh, sales actually open this Wednesday the 15th. Excellent. So it's going to be bigger, it's going to be better, it's going to be hard to top last year, but we're going to give it a try. Nicole, great chatting with you. Congratulations once again on holding this event in Adelaide and down at the Grange, and uh, hopefully we can speak to you closer to the event. Certainly. Thank you very much for the opportunity.